Okay, good evening. So, we are uh, talking about. Are you sick? Um, we are talking about character traits that are toxic, that are terrible, and that, you know, like everything else, that if you have them in you, there will be a day and there will be a ta- time where a person can make a terrible mistake. And uh, last week we spoke at length about gaiva, about arrogance, and we said uh, people typically feel like they're not arrogant, but we gave many examples of how. Gaiva and how arrogance uh, apply to apply to many many more people than imagine and have actually uh, very negative effects on themselves, on their spirituality, on their marriages, on their friendships, and the ability to relate relate to Torah. So we're going to just finish that off, and then we're going to talk about kas, about anger which is also one of these traits that are really, really uh, important and really, really detrimental uh, for a person. So, there are other types of arrogant people. There's sometimes people who have gaiva, but it's, it's latent. It stays deep in their heart. They don't... They don't, you can't, they don't act arrogant. Like I remember last time I said some people have, are, are arrogant in certain areas and not, and not, in, other, not in other areas. Like I gave the example of the person I knew who, who would play basketball. He was a nice guy. He was humble, nice guy. But the minute he got on the court, all of a sudden his like mind changed. And he'd like start going like this on the court and strouting on the court and strutting on the court and jumping up and down going, you know, number one, uh, and all of a sudden, the whole persona, his whole persona changed. Some people, they get in a car, they think they're a NASCAR race driver. All of a sudden, they start cutting people off. It's my road. The road belongs to me. And their whole, when you really break down, they think the world, at that point, when they start driving, like they, their mind changes. Other people are, I mentioned this last week, I'm just reiterate this. Some people you think are so meek, are so nice and kind. You see them in their marriages or in their parenting skills or in their relationships with, with children or with siblings and, all, and they can't get along. And you say, well, why not? And what really breaks down is skyball, is arrogance. The, the lack of ability to be humble in a relationship is what's really negative. So some people, you don't see it. They think in their hearts, they know best. They know best. Rabbi, don't tell me. I know exactly how to raise my kids. Rabbi, don't tell me. I know exactly how. To, I'm married. I know I'm doing. Uh, and they come back to you like six weeks later, like, uh, right? or, or, you know, the business. I'm not telling Rabbi, anybody. I mean, it doesn't, I'm just telling you my own experience. Uh, it, it, they know best religiousness. I know exactly how religious everyone should be. There are people who they don't even say it. They just in their own heart they know Hashem and they know what the Jewish people should be doing and they know how religious people should be doing and they know all the answers to society. They can make world peace and they can fix Israel 
and they can fix America. But in their heart, they're the smartest person. They figure out something else, which all the great sages can figure it out. Well, if you think you know better, and you think you know what's best, you're not going to be open to advice. You won't be open to correct mistakes. If something's difficult for them, actually I had a person recently dealing with a, uh, a mental health issue. Not a like, let's say, call it anxiety. So, like, you know, I, I, the person suffered for years. I'm not, uh, I, I said, you know, if you're, if you're physically sick, what do you do if you have, a, if you have skin problems? You go to Dr. Lupionker, right? And try to help. Right? Well, imagine a person has terrible skin problems and they, they don't go to a doctor. They just try to fix it themselves. They try some ointments, they take some mayonnaise and put it on there, some peanut butter. You know, like, I'm not joking, they, 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 they'll figure it out. You know, you make them, so the people who have cholesterol, you go to a doctor, so if you have anxiety, you need to, go, you need to take care of yourself. But you know what happens? There are people who have issues, stress, they don't sleep well at night, they have anxiety, they have depression, and they never deal with it because they know best. They never, they never fix it because they, they know best. They don't say that, but they think that. And because a person thinks that, they, they, they live with so many problems. You know, and the greatest loss of Gaiva is spirituality. You know, in, in spirituality, a person could do more, should do more, needs to do more, but they know best. I know Rabbi can only do this, or I don't have this time. And really, if you would, you know, actually somebody asked me the past week or two for a financial advisor. You're a financial advisor. If you want to invest in the stock market, you go to people who know the market. You don't just put your money anywhere, throw it in the market. So a humble person looks, thinks themselves, they don't know everything. They ask, they look, they're open to understand things. Sometimes you think is so clear and so simple. Other people ask questions. What? How? This? Some people, that, that's it. I remember when I was younger, I knew somebody never asked. This is before GPS and before Waze. Never asked for directions. No, oh, I know where I'm going. And they get lost like crazy. Like, you know, remember those days before GPS and ways? I don't remember, like, what so it was. First, a male. A male. Well, yeah. Yeah. But do you remember, like, what it was like? People get lost. It's hard to tell you. I can't remember, like, imagine getting lost. Like, those days. You know? Uh, yeah, lost. I remember I was once dating a girl in Muncie. I was, like, diving. I got so lost. It's not like, you know, in New York, you have, like, streets. Like, Muncie's like. Anyone ever been to Muncie? Been to Muncie? It's like. You get lost there. You try to figure out. You kept trying to. It was before cell phones. I feel like I'm ancient. I was dating before cell phones and before, I mean, there was like the, and before, and before ways. Can you imagine like in the Middle Ages like that? So you got lost. You know where to call. You know where to go. So what does a smart person do? You ask, you ask how to get somewhere. You know, there are people who are lost in life. You know what happens you're lost in life? They get further and further and further away from what they're supposed to be doing. 
They get more and more and more messed up. All why? Because of gaiva. If they would ask, if they would look, if they would be humble. And sometimes they're doing great in parts of their lives, and other parts of their lives they're failing. You know, and some parts of their lives, never, you know, they're doing great at work, but their house is a mess. They're doing great at home, and they're happy to work at a mess. They're doing great in one aspect of relationships and terrible in another. It, 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 they're doing great in dominating with terrible and, and, and happiness. But, but why? Because very often it's because this guy, they don't look to fix it. You know, it's not as lazy, but very often it's gaiva. They don't ask. They just live with, they live in their echo chamber. Uh, this is just who I am. This is just how it will be. Um, Ko'elel told us, all these are, it's a terrible thing about gaiva. You know, imagine a person suffering from anxiety for years, or depression for years, or not being where they should be spiritually. Huh? Are not are not taking care of a situation that could be taken care of. They'd be humble enough to ask advice. No, or not. I I I was dealing with, with a gentleman recently about in marriage. Older single, like mom is about forty. Why? Because a person refuses to listen to anybody. What they're doing when dating refuses, refuses. They don't take any advice. And meanwhile, there's a reason why you're not married. I, and, and, and there are people who can help this person, but the person doesn't really help. Do you know why? Because they know best. They know best. And this is, it goes in so many aspects of life. You know, I know exactly what I'm doing. I know exactly what, what's wrong. And they don't, they don't listen, they don't hear, or they don't ask, and that all comes from gaiva. It all comes from an arrogance. And because of that... Very often the people fail to become, fail to receive, fail to do, or fail to enjoy the life they could live. It's not pleasant to live with anxiety. It's not pleasant to live with depression. It's not pleasant to constantly be fighting with your loved ones. And, and, if, you, and if one could get directions. <laughs> directions! You want to drive around Muncie all night long, lost? You need directions! People need directions in life. Why would you want to be lost in the road forever? There are people who are lost in life and don't look for directions because they're too proud to ask. Or they're too confident they, they know the right way. You know, you know ever, in the old days we, we go to the car with somebody, I know where I'm going. No, you're going the wrong way. I know where I'm going. Somebody they don't want to ask. They're positive, they're right. And they're driving the wrong way. And they're not even open to hearing that they're making a mistake. Uh, I, you know, I, 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 I'm sure this girl does not remember this. I remember many years ago, one of my wife's friends, I'm sure she probably doesn't remember, I think she mentioned my wife several years later. One of my wife's friends, when I first got married, was dating a certain type of boy. She helped us move to Lakewood from Brooklyn when we were doing this. So I told this girl, she was, she was dating Israelis. Mamash Haredi Israelis. I think that's Israelis, by the way. So, so I told her I, I, said, I said I want to tell you a story when I was in the Mir Yeshiva when I was in the Mir Yeshiva I went to one of the great sages of Israel his name was Rabbi Elia Weintraub so Rabbi Elia Weintraub was one of the greatest Mukubalim. he's an American Israeli he taught Kabbalists he taught the stipler Kabbalists Rabbi Chaim Kanevsky's neighbor he was, a, he was 
Moshe Tversky was the one who was next to the Harnoff. He was his rabbi. Shem Shem Pinkus is rabbi. You know, he's a goyin awesome. He's a, he learned Harusu with Rav Hutner uh, when he was in the Chayim Berlin. So I, I went with a friend, and we were Bakram in the mirror. So we asked him for dating advice. He gave us, we spent about 45 minutes dating. So the first thing he tells us is we're two American Israeli, Americans learning the Mishra. So whatever you do, don't marry an Israeli. The first thing he tells us. Whatever you do, don't marry an Israeli. Don't worry. <laughs> so he says, he says to me, why? He says, he said, because they're different. They're different. It's a different culture. You're supposed to marry someone with a similar background. He said, and even if they speak English, if they came here before when they're little kids or when they're born to American parents, they're different people. They're a different culture. He said, you will not have a bond. You'd have a partnership. And marriage needs to be a bond. Now, is there exceptions to that rule? There are always exceptions to every rule. Right? But he says, a general rule, your marriage, you need to be connected to a person. You need to understand each other deeply and intimately. And if you marry an Israeli, it'll be very hard to do that. 20 minutes later in the conversation, I was talking about other things. He says, and did I tell you, do not marry. He says, listen, my kids are, are Israelis and I love them, but they're not Americans. I, they're different people. And he says, and then, he said, then I asked him, I said, I, the Rosh Hashim in the mirror, Nassim Tzifinkel is an American Israeli. American is an American. He married an Israeli. And all the Rebbeinah Shifinkel's daughters he said, yeah, but after the Holocaust, they're all Europeans, and they had the same culture. They married, if they're in America, they weren't established like they are today. Today, they're different cultures. Not bad or good. It's just different. So I took his advice. I had friends who married Israelis who didn't listen to advice. Many of them were unhappy. In fact, Rabbi Greenblatt, who, who wrote most of the Giddin in, in the West Coast for years, I once asked him, I once asked him, what's the highest percentage of divorces that you write? And he told me multicultural marriages. Israelis and Americans, English and Americans. I mean, you have enough to overcome in life. Now again, is there are exceptions or exceptions to this rule? So as I tell this to this girl, I said, she was, I said you only understand something. You're a complete, total American. It's a complete, total American. You, you, you should be looking to marry an American boy. You want to get married a Haredi boy. Fine, look for a person like yourself. Rabbi, and you believe it? What? You believe Americans supposed to, to marry with Americans? Or... Yeah, so it's actually, I don't want to get to too much of a tangent over here. It's actually a Chazal. Yeah. Chazal says people should marry somebody of a similar background. Right? Because when you marry someone similar to you, you understand each other. So I always say, if you're a Baal Tshuva, in general, marry a Balchuva or someone who could understand you. You need to. I want honestly. Could any of you ladies in marriage should marry someone from Williamsburg, Satmar Chassid? I'm not talking about. Nothing wrong with it. It's just a different world. You wouldn't understand each other. You know, Satmar or, or any Chassid. Chassidim. You, you're different. It's not a question of even who's more religious. I, I'm much more religious than they are. Um, you know, I'm not joking. You know, as a rule. You know, they, they're more insular. You know, I, 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 you know, at the end of the day, I, I wouldn't marry a girl from there. I wouldn't get her, and she wouldn't get me. You know, you marry someone, so as a Zederach Klal, could you marry someone from a different background and be happy? Absolutely. But it's harder. It's, it's, I can never you know, marry an American. I, 
You, 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 it's, no, you, you can't bring exceptions to rules. Okay, but it's like, general, I say to my kids, when they, I give them advice, Israeli or Israeli, they are very nice. I mean, no question, nice. it depends on you how much. Yeah, no, no, so let, let me... It's, it's very deep. Yeah, 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 no, it, it is. But just very basic, I'm going to move on because this happens to be a very important topic. This is a good example. What you said, saying, what you're saying now, I, I don't think it's crazy. There's an element of truth. Israelis are very nice and they are very Jewish, you know, or, or French or, or Russian. But as a rule, as a general rule, when, you know, it's like someone's asking recently about schools. I said, well, I can't put my kids in public school. I know this person went to yeshiva and did terrible. And this went to public school and did well. So I told him, let me ask you a question. If you're investing your money, if I told you this chance is 85% chance of success, this chance is 15% chance of success, which one do you pick? 85%. Oh, you'll pick 15%. So yeah, there's always everything, there's always exceptions to every rule. And there are always people who could overcome anything in the world. But when you're, when you're, when you're making decisions, rational decisions are to make something. And Chazal are talking rational. If, if a girl came to me who was um, from Israel, and when a boy came to me who's American, and they have a lot they love about each other, I would marry them off. I wouldn't be worried. But if someone say, pick where, what makes sense to date, how you should look for things, I would tell them, Make sure to marry some of some of the background. If I said so, if a guy came to me, he said, where you, I asked him, where are you from? He tells me, I grew up in Borough Park, Bobov. And the girl said, I asked the girl, where's from? I grew up in Berkeley, Reform. You know, but she's a Balas Juva. This guy grew up speaking Yiddish. This girl grew up speaking a language called left wing liberalism. Uh, you know, you know, you know. The, the, and I don't know, I wouldn't make that shidduch. But if they're very happy and they have a lot in common, could they be happy? Of course they could be. Is it possible? Yeah. But when Aurelia Wanchov is saying that, he's saying how you should look at it as a general rule. Okay? So, anyways, I told us to this girl. She listened, listened, right? And really, I mean, almost immediately got married to an American. She's married, now she has, I don't know, eight kids. And, you know, you know, she lived in Unsdorf for I just taught her for years, and now actually he's in a Kerala Munse of all places. Um, but the point is, is I'm not, I'm not saying that I was a prophet when I was 22 years old, 25 years old in Lakewood. But the girl listened, and I made sense to her. Right, right? You need to imagine the girl like this: I'm going to date Israelis, and I'm only going to date Israelis. You understand? I'm going to do this. And you just go, people just like driving. I, I'll tell you what Mike's when I was in New York. We didn't have a GPS in the car. And my wife's iPad, we don't have iPhones, died. So I actually got lost for the first time. My car has a GPS here in years. And we're driving. Like, I'm looking around and something doesn't look right. And like we were so lost. I can't even tell you how lost we got. And we called up, and my sister was telling us, go here, go there, she's looking at the computer, blah, 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 do this, do this. Now imagine I'm just driving. No, I know what I'm doing. I would have, I was on the way to the opposite direction. You know? And you know what, by the way? I want to tell you a true story. The way we got lost is we actually asked somebody for directions, and they gave us the wrong directions. You know, you can ask and get wrong directions. So even when you ask, you need to be, you know, smart to ask people who, A, have good directions. B, even the best direction, something comes up and they change. You need to ask again. You need to know how to be 
be humble. If things are if things are not working, if if you're if you're sad, if you're anxious, if you're struggling with tefillah, shouldn't you ask how to pray better? If you're having problems in marriage, shouldn't you look to do that? If you're having problems having children, shouldn't you go to therapy? You know, why why would a person? But it's very often it's kind of and I I I, I the damage I see. I mean, honest, sometimes is irreparable. People go down directions. They send their kids to the wrong places. They treat their kids in the wrong ways. They treat their son-in-laws or daughter-in-laws in the wrong way. And then there's no going back. They tell people the wrong thing. They do things in marriage. They quit jobs. They move to places. You know, I remember when someone went to move somewhere. I, I thought it was the worst idea. I told the person in here and told my wife, I said, the person doesn't want to And the person collapsed. I can't choose for people. <laughs> you can't choose for people in this world. You know? I, I can help someone. I'm not going I don't have 100% sense. No one does. But you know what? You could, you, if you want, if you, you know, if you're, if, if you're not going to ask, if you're not humble enough to realize some things, you know, need more opinions. You know, I'm not talking rabbis. I'm talking doctors, financial people. If you want to buy a house, you should know the market. You should ask people who know. You just buy a house. You need directions. People need directions in life. And you know who doesn't take directions? Arrogant people. Do you know who, who, who don't ask for directions, even if they're not told? Uh, they know best. They'll, they'll, they're on their way. And this guy is 40 years old. He's not married. You know why? Because he can't hear directions. This person's kids don't talk to him. You know why? Because they didn't hear directions. I'm not saying every kid is 40. It's not married because of directions. Every person kids don't talk to directions. Of course, their kids are idiots and people who are 40 just didn't get married. But sometimes it's because they don't know the directions. Sometimes they never ask directions. They just made assumptions. Sometimes they know best. It's my kid. It's my husband. It's my wife. It's my job. It's my house. It's my car. It's my drive. And, you know, there are consequences. Some people drive off the road. Some people crash. Some people get lost and never find their way in life. They never spiritually get... They get bad directions. I... There are plenty who have bad directions in life. They just get bad directions and they just go and they get lost in life. They get lost in life and they make mistakes which were preventable. And making mistakes in life is tragic. You live once. Who wants to mess up? So a person, Gaiva, has tremendously, tremendous negative things. You know, humble people work on themselves. Humble people better themselves. Humble people look to fix situations. They ask advice. They research. They're open, they're open to, to self-criticism, your own criticism, and others. And humble people, as a rule, are much more successful. I, I think I said this you know, more than once, but I love this, that, uh, that, that Dr. Pelkowitz, who's a, who is a head of a uh, psych- uh, psychiatrist in New York of North Shore Hospital for many years. Uh, so he was once speaking to the rabbis of the RCC, the Nevada of California in Los Angeles. And he said that if you were a neurologist, a brain surgeon, the brain surgeons, as a general rule, it's the hardest part of medicine to get into. Dermatologist is second. Uh, the hardest part of medicine to get into. Brilliant people. You have to go through medical school. You need a residency, you need a fellowship. So they had a study. What was the difference between the top 1% and the worst 1% of neurologists, brain surgeons? You know what they said? The, 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 the worst 
never were able to hear criticism. They always, they were top of their classes. They always knew best. Don't tell me how to do the surgery. Don't tell me how I can do better practice. That was the top 1%. People who were open to hearing. People who were open to constructive. People who looked to be better. It takes humility. It takes saying, I'm not perfect. Take saying I can I, I can learn from all kinds of people in this world that that that, that I, I need to ask in this world and, and it, asking for direction sometimes you know especially for some people when they're emotionally invested they emotionally involve themselves in decisions they make they emotionally invest in their in their in their, in their, in their ability to solve all problems it's very hard for very often but but the the the, the consequences of not are often very, very tragic and long-lasting and sometimes irreparable. Kol Elu told us, all of these are, 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 are what we discussed last week at length, what we discussed today in brief, are all outgrowths of Gaiva. Hamashiva Chacham Akar Daitam Sechav, as we said, makes wise people foolish. People make silly mistakes. Because people are arrogant. It even takes the wisdom of the leading sages, the, the, the greatest people of Afki, Talmidim, Shloshim, and certainly students who are, who are younger, inexperienced, uh, barely open their eyes in this world, you know, barely, you know, barely know anything what's best, and they think they know, they know, I know best! I know exactly what I need to do! And I know exactly what I need to do. Actually, I once... Heard the following story: Your son's yeshiva, that Beryl Gershenfeld uh, took. This happened when he was not even the yeshiva. It was his father-in-law. What's his name? Uh, what's his name? Shlomo. The Shlomo. Whoever it is. Uh, yeah, his father-in-law was who was the head of the yeshiva. It's the father-in-law. Whatever. His father's yeshiva, and Beryl Gershenfeld was a bachelor. There's a boy who became a bachelor. He was all excited and he went to learn all day and all night. He was not taking a break. He was not taking a, he was not taking a break. And the Rosh Hashiva, the Rebbe, pulled the guy and took him to the beach, to a separate beach. Separate beach. In Israel, they have separate beaches. It was a summer day. It, it's, uh, this was, I think, I heard this when I was, this is probably almost 30 years ago. Okay, uh, so took him to a separate beach. He sees on the separate separate beach Harv Yosef Shalom Al Yashiv. Rav Al Yashiv was was not the time it was still shock was still alive then, but Rav Yashiv would become the greatest age of the generation. Was on the beach reading a book, and he said he went. He took the boy over to Rav Yashiv. Rav Yashiv, he was wearing clothes. He wasn't swimming. Rav Yashiv. He was sitting on the beach reading a book. You know, he said to Rav Yashiv, he says, Rebbe, what are you doing here? So Rav Yashiv said, Rav Yashiv said, he said that when he became a Dayan, this 50 years before that, so Rav Yashiv passed away, he was 101 or 2 or 3, whatever it was. See, this is when he was 30 years ago, 70, 75. So he's, 40 years he had been a Dayan. Uh, the Chazanish told him that being a Dayan, being a great sage like that, it takes incredible strength. Five days a year, you need to take a break and just relax, go somewhere to relax. So Avyashev said, Avyashev said, 
it was, a, it was the first nice day. It was pleasant in the summertime. I took today to follow the Chazan Isha's advice. Okay. This boy from Bal- from or- from from Machon Shlomo heard Rav Yosef say that. See, so you, you see what the Rav Yosef said. You need, you need to learn to take a break. The boy went back to yeshiva. He started wearing tefillin all day because he, he knew better. Took to Rav Scheinberg. Took him to Rav Scheinberg. Scheinberg wore tefillin all day. Rav Scheinberg said, "Are you crazy? We'll be normal." The boy still thought he knew better. You know what happened to the end of this boy? Snapped. Not religious. Because he knew best. What happened to Rav Yashiv listened to the Chazanish, who, who took breaks, even though he learned 18 hours a day for most of his life. He began to go, you can't, you need to be, you need to be able to ask even when you think you know religiously what's best. Right? People, you need uh, humility. Uh, if people become foolish in religious issues, people become, become foolish in all kinds of issues. In life, a person needs to be humble to ask because even wise people can become blinded. Yeah. I know some, I'm just getting a lot of stories because I see this. I know somebody, a, a Rosh Yeshiva, whose daughter married a boy who's actually a very good guy, but he didn't like the way his daughter met the boy and he didn't like the boy wasn't the, the top boy. He cut his daughter off. People told him he was crazy, but he was so angry. So I know best. You know what happened in the end? She got married in somebody else's house. And her, th- their relationship is never fixed. And the, the boy and the girl have a good marriage. And why? Because he, and people told him, Don't, what are you doing? What, he's a very prominent person. But he put his emotions, put his honor on the thing. Made mistakes. People make mistakes with arrogance. You can make terrible, terrible mistakes. To all of us, Hashem called Hashem despises anyone who's arrogant. Because as I said last week, the Katskarebo, where do you find Hashem? Anywhere you let Him in. If it's all me, 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 ah, you can't let Hashem in. If, you don't need to daven if you, if you know best. If I, I'll find, I'll get married, I'll get the job, I'll make the business deal, I'll be healthy, I'll, nay! And you're, and you, when you put yourself, you forget about Hashem. Where do you find Hashem? Anywhere you learn it. If you, it's all about you, you're not going to have a Kaddish Baruch Hu. A Kaddish Baruch Hu despises people who walk with arrogance. The music is that anyone who wants to be clean, spiritually clean, you have to get out of all of these forms of gaiva, which you spoke of the past week and a half. A person needs to know that arrogance. How did I define arrogance last week? Anyone remember? It's a disconnect from God. Exactly. Taking that the ultimate arrogance is that to, to believe. Remember, I said this. If if, if if you borrowed a beautiful coat from somebody. Would you walk around and look at my beautiful coat? My coat? If you borrowed a fancy sports car and you drove it around, you think, oh, look at my great car? It's not your car. It's somebody else's car. So whether it's your looks, whether it's your brains, whether it's your wealth, whether it's your spirituality, it's not yours. It's God's gift to you. 
you, should you use that gift? Yeah, as I discussed last week, if you're endowed with brains, use your brains. That's your purpose in this world. If you're uh, attractive and you can help people with your attractiveness, whether it's your husband or, or, or help people to use your attractiveness. If you're, you're physically strong, if you're smart, if you're talented, if you're spiritual, you know what? Spirituality is a gift. Being, people are, there, there are ladies who are more spiritual by nature than not. Okay, use your spirituality, but realize it's a God gave you that clothes. You gotta, you, you don't know if you're even using it properly. Uh, yeah, it has to. So uh, a person, a person has to clean, cleanse themselves from any guy because guy is blindness. It blinds you from Hashem. That's the greatest, the greatest loss of gaiva, the greatest loss of arrogance, the ultimate loss of arrogance is that when you put yourself. You know, in the place of Hashem, you don't daven. You don't connect to Hashem because you, you don't need God. <laughs> what do I need God for? I'm, I'm fine. I, I'm fine. I'm fine. I don't, I don't look fine. What do I need Hashem for? What do I need Hashem for? The greatest in everything we need, every aspect is Hashem. Everything that we have in the world is cool and Hashem. You know, when you learn the works of Kabbalah, the greatest thing is that you should... Realize how Kaj Baruch fears the Velish runs the whole world. He gives us everything we have. And they connect to Kaj Baruch And Gaiva takes that ability to connect to Hashem away. It's a blindness. And also a person who has as Gaiva doesn't see their own limitations. They don't make they don't fix their mistakes. Because a person would be honest. They'd be able to admit the truth. They'd see what they could in a healthy way, in a healthy, balanced, mature way. Uh, and they'd be able to stay away from bad and evil, perverse ways. He says, "Guess what? We're we'll gonna have a whole chapter in another coming, coming attractions, and you know, in eleven chapters from now." Uh, um, but we'll get there because Gaiva in, in is so bad and another is so great. True humility, like Moshe Rabbeinu, who knew Moshe Rabbeinu realized he was the greatest person in the generation. He was the one who commanded what them to do. He he was fearless. He broke Moshe Rabbeinu broke the Sar uh, You know, he broke the Luchos. The Sar said the rest. <coughs> but, he, but he realized everything he has from Hashem. Um. Um, he said that that level is really difficult because you know if if you with every success we need to see Hashem in success with every dollar we make with every success we have with every bracha that's given to us you have to know it's all from Hashem it's all Hashem's clothes but just borrowed it's hard when you're living in the world real life it gets challenging so I have a whole it's gonna have a whole chapter in this the next topic which we'll start briefly today which is so important it's so so important. Is anger, anger, kas. When the dabra atam in a kas. Now we're talking about cleansing ourselves from kas, from anger. In a yesh haragzan shamrulav, there's a bad-tempered person. Uh, so that you say about this person, do I sound like a horse? No. Okay, I was asking as out of humbleness. Maybe I could no. hear it. <laughs> Thank you. I was, I was had a conversation quite, with a horse before, so uh, I, but I don't think so. I give you two, two extra credit for a good joke. 
Anybody who gets anger, angry, it's as if they're an idol worshiper. Why? Uh, this person gets angry when every, if something doesn't go their way. They get either irritable or upset or angry. And some people are more mellow people. But there's an anger there. They're, somebody does something against them, they're angry. Or something doesn't work out the way they like. There's an anger there. And it could even be filled with anger. They completely lose control of themselves. Such a person could do anything when they're angry. I, I know somebody told me they trashed their house. I said, trashed your house? Destroy. I said, they got angry at his spouse. Destroy. I said, what kind of... I said, you want to ask you a question. You destroyed your house because you're angry? Could you explain that? Not someone from San Jose, by the way. So I was, when I was here, somebody spoke to me at this, but... Not someone from this community. They heard too many rushes for that to happen. Uh, uh, but uh, but somebody, somebody told me from a different community, they trashed their house. Like, mom just took them and just destroyed it. I said, are you, are you out of your mind? Do people, do you destroy your own property? Well, I was angry. I said, do you realize you just did? Uh, a person who has no control is an idolater. You know why? They would worship idolatry. People, when they're angry... I remember one of my kids when they were, when they were young, when they get angry, they do like the craziest things. And they would just like get go bonkers. They're little kids. Little kids can get bonkers, <laughs> but adults they lose complete control. But so at one level, you're an idolater because called kais kilo Anyone who's angry, it's as if an idolater because you can lose complete control. You can even do anything. Anything you can say, anything you can do, anything you can you can make the craziest decisions in the world. But in a much more profound level, on a deeper level, means anybody who gets angry forgets Hashem. It, because a person who knows Hashem knows that nothing, and I mean nothing, that happens to a person happens but for Hashem. Anything that happens to a person, whether it's a, a, an accident or traffic or sickness or even another annoying person who annoys them or a difficult boss, it's because Hashem gave them that situation. Now, Kobe should fix it. But it means if you're angry, it means you, you, you're denying a reality that Akash Baruch gave you. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Akash Baruch Hu runs the world. He puts a person into a situation. If you're angry, it means you're failing your test. When God told Abraham, sacrifice your son, I, what did most people, what would they do? They certainly wouldn't... What? They freak out. They either have a heart attack or they'd be angry. Uh, I remember somebody from Miami, their husband got very sick. So my mother said to me, Did you pray? No, I'm angry at God. I'm angry. How did my husband get sick? What do you mean, how does he get sick? You're angry at God? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you understand? Did Avram, was Avram angry at God to, to sacrifice his son, which he waited for, which God promised him? No, he realized if God, God's perfect. God runs the world. He didn't get angry. He did what he did the first thing with all his heart. Because he realized everything Hashem does 
is with a purpose and is for our best. If you get angry, it means you lose that perspective. Always. It means you're shecheach es HaKadosh Baruch It means if you are shecheach, you are forgetting Hashem. I, I told a couple of people to get those David Ashir books. Did anyone get that, those, those books? Amuna, Amuna Daily. Anyone read them? David Asher. Yeah. Living Amuna? Uh, I said Living Amuna. One, two, three. I think, yeah, Living Amuna. Yeah, I'm reading it. Is it good? It's really good. Really good. It's a very easy read. Very. Right. I, th- I told you to read it. Did I tell you to read yes. it? Yeah, yes. Yes. Well, it's amazing what the books. And I told a couple of people they told me they read it every night. Um, is when you when you think in a munah, you realize that every, Hashem gives everyone everything. If you, if I told the same person who, who got sick, you're gonna get five million dollars for the flu. And they walk around and they be dancing. Fine, they'd be in their, in their bed with coffee. <laughs> they'd be dreaming of the $5 million, how are they going to spend it? You know, if you're in the traffic, and I told you you're getting $100,000 for being in traffic, $100,000 for, tra- for one hour of traffic, yes! You have to think how I'm going to redo the house, or I'm going go, to buy a down payment, or go on this vacation. You'd be like ecstatic. I'll take off a year, ago go on a sabbatical. Like, great! Hey, wh- why does the person get angry? Because it shouldn't happen. They're, they're upset. It's it, they don't. It's, it's a Therefore, a person gets angry at some level is an idolater. It means they're forgetting a person who sees Hashem everywhere does not get angry, ever, ever. I mean, they deal with situations. They 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 they, they have to rectify things with anger, loss, and that becomes a person. It's the Allah of Namar. A, a, a person could actually become a kachol chasit for us. A person gets angry, they can say the most hurtful things, the most disgusting things, do the most damaging things, make the poorest decisions. You know, um, I was reading my son, Israel. When did I read in the story? Oh, Saturday night. Came back from Alva Subhanim. My wife went to this. Uh, Lava Malka. So I had the distinct privilege of putting some of my children to sleep. My wife, I don't know how she does this. She reads everyone a story. She gives them all time. I mean, it's amazing, right? Um, amazing. I don't know how. I, I'm sure this is very nice, by the way. <laughs> it's a great thing. You spend time with your kids. It's a wonderful thing. You just got to be super patient. Uh, so he, did, he, asked, he tells me to read in the story. What was the story? It's a true story. Anyone kids speak, what's his name? Walder is the, is the author of the book. Walder. Was Chaim Walder? Was Chaim Walder? So it's, it's Israeli. It's translated from Hebrew. So this is a true story in the book. Two twin sisters were best friends. Um, and they, had, they staggered the parties. One was outgoing, one was quiet. One party was Sunday, one was Tuesday because the mother didn't want the kids to have one party. Two parties. And each kid was going to buy for the other kid uh, a, a present. So in the first kid's party, it was the outgoing kid, the, you know, the popular kid. When she asked her twin sister, oh, did you give me a present? The sister said, oh, I didn't have time. So this sister had spent the previous few days buying a piece of jewelry. She had asked all her friends, this nine-year-old girl, for her twin sister. When she heard that her sister didn't have time for her, literally... It infuriated this twin sister. She, was my, she thought her sister was her best friend. Her twin sister was her best. She'd have time for me. 
I she couldn't believe it. She was thinking in her bed. She got herself angry and angrier, like this nine-year-old kid is in her bed. I mean, this you know, angrier and angrier in her bed. Think I can't believe my twin sister, who I thought was my best friend, didn't even have time to buy me a present. I can't believe it. And you know, this is an Eretz so if sixty kids in the, in the grade or in the class. The next night, Monday night, she had another birthday party. She took her sister's present, the jewelry she spent with both our friends. She gave it to the other girl. And when she said to herself, when her sister asked her on Tuesday about her present, she said, well, I didn't have time. Tuesday comes, and it's a sister's party. And at the party, this is opening our presents, and she asked her sister, you know, do you have one? No, I didn't have time. So the, 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 the twin who on Sunday said, well, I have a special present for my twin sister. She tells this whole story. How for months she worked on getting this present for her twin sister. Her twin sister. And it was supposed to arrive two weeks ago. And it got delayed. And it just came today. She told us she didn't have time because, or she didn't get to it, whatever. And the present came. It was almost unbelievable present that she had for her sister. And the sister got angry. She felt like an idiot. And she had given away this, this present, like a whole story. And ultimately, it worked out. But you know what happens? That's what people are. They, they, they make the stupidest decision. She gave away her sister's present because she got angry. This nine-year-old girl. You know that angry people? They, 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 make, they hurt their spouses. They hurt their siblings. They hurt their parents. They hurt their teachers. They hurt their friends. Themselves. They hurt. That's a good. Thank you. They hurt themselves. They hurt their bodies. They, 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 they damage themselves. Even if they don't physically damage themselves, they don't take care of themselves. Their, their blood. You see a person become angry. They're, they're, they're like a demon took, took them over. You know, I was, I, I, was, I was once on a family trip and a woman got angry. I thought like she had horns coming out of her hair. Like she was screaming. Like you looked at her face. It was like, 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 a, like a pit bull. Like you know, like, and you know what? I, what happened is I went. We went on. We were going white right, right, right after it came back, and her face was still angry three hours later. Like somebody bit her. You know, because she couldn't even calm down. It was so possessed. Api Kabbalah, by the way, you lose your neshama when you when you lose your temper. You really, it's it's neshama nitzrah. That's what the Zayar says. You push it. Your neshama gets completely damaged when you when you lose yourself. Um, terribly, terribly damaging for your neshama. A person gets a chechayis haroyis. The all of Nemar, Tzayef Nafsho Ba'apel, who tears himself apart in their anger. They rip their soul, they rip the neshama in their anger. Halamancha Tazav Arizik, for you, for you, the land is abandoned. Kal Vali Lavra, Kal Minya Verish you can do any Avera when you're angry. You can do any stupid thing when you're angry. You can make any bad decision when you're angry. Uh, we are nothing. When you are angry, that's all that consumes you. And wherever you go, you bring. That's why you're an idolater. That's the most extreme anger. Over the next couple of weeks, well, it's just lower forms of anger. But all of these things, all of these character traits, our goal is to be cleansed from them because of the damage they bring and it is immense but on the contrary if you person uplifts themselves from these things and the first thing to, to fix is to realize that there are issues to be honest and to deal with that to the extent that we do we're successful it raises our whole entire life it, it uplifts every other aspect of how it is okay thank you